0: Alright, so uh I, I have a bid for the opener this week. Um it's it's a story that sort of follows up on the Pax cast. It's kind of really Over the weekend I went to my local mall wearing my PAX East twenty sixteen t shirt that I just got from the convention.
1: The one that you're wearing right now? Yes,
0: yes, the one that I'm wearing right now. Um, <laughs> hey, I- you have two
1: t shirts. It you improved upon the shovel night shirt.
0: <laughs> Alright, so I'm at the local mall wearing my PAX. East 2016 shirt and uh, kitty and i are walking down one of the the hallways and this woman is approaching she's she's gonna pass me we're walking on the same side of the hallway and she's gonna pass by she's pushing a stroller she's with i, I assume her husband or, or boyfriend or whatever whatever um and i she catches my eye and i notice that she's giving me what i can only describe as a severe facial expression like it's serious <laughs> and she just catches my eye and like my, my brain freaks out at first. I'm like, what, what's going on? Oh, somebody is staring. What, what is going on? And uh, we're approaching each other. We're going to pass each other. And as she gets closer, she points. And I, I'm very confused at this point. She's pointing at me. We're, we're still walking towards each other. And then just as we pass each other, she gives me a thumbs up, maintaining the serious facial expression, the, the stare, just thumbs up. And it hits me, like, as we're passing each other, oh, it's the PAX shirt, oh. And I look back over my shoulder laughing, and she, she smiles, and I tried to convey, oh, I got it, and, you know, really slow, but I got it. So the moral of the story is, if you go to PAX, uh, you will be popular, and people will like you more. The end.
2: <laughs> she pointed at him like he had just robbed a bank. Yeah. It was very serious. <laughs>
0: There you go. That's my story. Anyway, we are Bottled Fuchsia. <laughs> Find us at com. streams at Twitch.tv slash Fuchsia. videos and archive streams, YouTube.com slash Fuchsia. Facebook and Twitter. We are at Fuchsia. I guess tonight we're more like mini-bottle fuchsia. We're like the little $1 bottle fuchsia you get from the basket at the register at the liquor store because... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, we're like the hugs, yeah. Because right on this episode, it is just uh, nanners. Kay. Hello, I brought Kitty back. Hi, and I'm Aaron, and that's it. We, everyone else was eaten by sharks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really it was really sad. That was sad for Beep. five ten minutes. All right, who wants to go first? Who's been playing? black? Like, hey, did you actually play something today?
1: I I did I did I. I in the 11th hour i finally played something since i have not turned on my computer no. since PAX, but uh i got it done and i played vermintide uh which i guess is technically uh a warhammer a warhammer joint. <laughs> johns yep. that's a
0: johns it's always a johns <laughs> a,
1: a john, yeah it's a warhammer john um i played vermintide and i very much enjoyed it and i'm kind of enjo- i'm looking forward to this podcast being short so that i can go back to playing more of it <laughs> Uh, it is a I, I guess it's up to four player co op game and the really the best way I can describe it is it's like a fantasy world reskinned Left For Dead two. Okay. Like down to you have um different potions that you can take for a temporary health boost, like the pills. You have health packs, packs to heal yourself or heal others. It even, like, counts when you uh, assist other players. So, like, if another player gets knocked down, you can revive them. You can help them and... get
3: back up again, you'd say. <laughs>
0: if they get knocked down. Yeah. They'll get up again? Uh-huh. You're never going to ever... keep them down. Thank yeah. you. <laughs>
3: Best podcast ever!
0: Yeah, case mm. <laughs> <I laughs> broken. You all. <laughs>
3: <sighs> so no, this, anyway, this all
0: sounds much better than when you when you only called it Vermintide, and I had no idea what it was. I thought Nanners had gotten a VR game where you were swimming in a swimming pool full of rats. So oh. that's well, that's all I thought it was. So this I sounds that, much that, better. Rats.
1: <laughs> that is similar. Uh, the, uh, replace? Have you played Left 4 Dead?
0: Yeah, uh, or with or you guys isn't the only time I've played it. But okay. that was years ago.
1: Uh, so replace zombies with rats mm. and and hordes of rats, and it's it's that game. Big but rats, it, it was, yeah, big rats.
3: We're talking like the um, Princess Bride, rodents of unusual
0: size. <laughs> oh.
1: RUSs? I don't think they exist. Uh, yeah, so that game, but um, more more of that game. Um, I'm looking
0: forward to getting back to it.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I it's. I remember a couple podcasts ago, I said I I, I really missed like, having a, a real co-op mm-hmm. uh, team-playing kind of game, and Brady had suggested it, and I...
0: He was on the money. He was not, yeah.
1: yeah, he was not wrong about he it. Uh, it, is, it is not something I would pick up normally. I don't generally get into the Warhammer franchise, and looking at the game, I really wouldn't have given it a second thought uh, i'm glad I, I gave that game a, a playthrough and, and gave it a shot because i i think i will get uh, a lot of enjoyment out of it so so what if what have you been playing since you two have been actually playing real games
0: uh i have a few to go listing yeah. um yeah.
2: well i for the past couple weeks actually i've been playing magic duels since we started playing the card game in a group again and i learned the basic game from the pc free trial in high school and then i was retaught in college. And I got to our first magic group event and realized I really don't know how to play. I know that we're going to tap some lands and there'll be some creatures involved, but that was the limit of my knowledge, really. So Corey suggested I try Magic Duels, which is um, software for the Xbox. And there's a story mode where you can play through with pre-made decks and kind of get a feel for the game. It starts with like really easy stuff, and then you learn more about different types of cards as you go. There's also a deck-building PvP element that I haven't really explored yet, but since that's not usually what I go for in a game, I'm kind of dreading the story mode being over because that's what I like the most, but I do feel like I've learned a lot from it, and it's got, you know, decent music and stuff like that. It's a nice way to unwind after work.
3: Cool. Is that the latest set of Magic, then, or is that just, like, the standard 2016 edition? Like, what cards are actually in there? It's, and
1: why is it called duels? Like, um,
2: I guess it's called duels because you the story mode is all battles or you can duel online with other people. But as far as expansions go, I know it includes whatever the cards were they gave out of packs last year. It looks like they continually update it with more expansions.
0: Yeah, it does look like the 2016 core set. It, it's actually been, like I guess, two years since I've even looked at buying Magic cards. Uh, but I think it was the, the core set in there. Um as far as the name, by the way, this was—it's the same, I guess, engine and series as the Duels of the Planeswalkers games that came out for the past couple of years. Okay. They've just dropped the of the Planeswalkers <laughs> part, and now it's just Duels. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah.
1: Because I—I I knew that there was. I—I uh, I really enjoyed playing the the Magic: The Gathering on PC. Mm. And I didn't know if the duels was a new mechanic or there was just a lot more focus on PvP interaction. Did
0: you play the, was it the duels of the Planeswalkers games or was it, there's actually a magic online just like straight direct to internet version of magic that also exists separately where you buy cards and you just, you kind of play straight magic. Was that what you played?
2: There was, like, an old CD-ROM one, I think, just called Magic the Gathering. Did they say, defeat the enemy wizard at the beginning of every fight?
0: (laughs) No. (laughs)
3: That's the one
2: I learned on. (laughs)
3: We actually played (laughs) Duels of the Planeswalker, which was in 2012, according to Steam.
0: Yes. I think that was was the first one, and it ran through 2015, and then this year they kicked it over to just duels. Yeah. I think
3: Marvel has been doing that with one of their MMOs, where every year... They update the year on it, so that way they get a new Metacritic score every year.
0: Mm. Tricky, tricky. That is important, the the Metacritic score.
2: Yep. Yeah, so I uh, pass it along to you, Aaron, because I'm excited to hear what you have to say about Paper Mario.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, uh, oh, Kitty's gosh. gotten me to play the first Paper Mario, uh, which I never played. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. So um, I broke out the N64, hooked that up to the the TV, and uh, just passed the second chapter. That was the uh, the desert. But I'm enjoying it a whole lot. I, an ex of mine actually played all the way through it, so I saw bits and pieces of it as she played. But I never played it myself. I'm actually looking forward to getting through this, and then I, the Thousand Year Door is what I hear is like the best title in the series. So I do really want to play that next at some point, not directly now. Is that the Wii and, one or the GameCube one? GameCube. Okay. Yeah, the Wii one was uh, I forget the Sticker name of it.
3: Stickers. Something.
2: No, it's D- Super Paper Mario.
0: Super Paper okay, Mario, that's okay. right. Uh Sticker Star was on the 3DS uh, if I remember right. So, yeah, I'm I'm catching up, but I like it a lot. It's got a lot of good humor and I I always liked the Paper Mario art style, the uh the little cutouts and whatnot. And I remember thinking, man, if this was just in higher resolution and it looked more like paper, this would be awesome. And then the GameCube, I believe, looks a lot a lot more like that because it was a more powerful system. So, looking forward to to making my way through the series, but I'm enjoying it so far even though the N64 controller I'm using is not in good shape <laughs> and did not hold up well over the years.
2: I will say that the Penny Arcade joke about the second game uh, that they should have called it the Thousand Year Text Box is totally true. <laughs> a lot it's of fun, reading, but there's a lot to scol- scroll through.
0: Oh. Uh, I do want to mention a couple of other games real quick. Earlier last week, last week or the week before, I forget, there was a Humble Bundle... For Nintendo, Friends of Nintendo mm-hmm. Humble Bundle, yep. which I got, which is the second Nintendo-themed Humble Bundle, I think, ever, yep. which is great. And I tried to get a hold of a couple of the games that came in the bundle so I could play them and talk about them here. I filled up the micro SD card in my new 3DS doing that, so I had to go out and get a new one. I'm up to a 32 gig in there now, Jeez. <laughs> and uh, filling it right up. Uh, one of the games was Super Street Fighter 4, which I didn't touch yet because I'm admittedly horrible at fighting games. And uh, that's that's last what two years ago Street Fighter anyway right so this is <laughs> I guess this was just kind of a, a bone we got thrown with this this humble bundle um one of the other ones was Shantae and the Pirate's Curse are you guys familiar with the Shantae series I have heard not of at it. all yeah it's a it seems to be a series of platformer games and I haven't done a, any research on it this is the first title in the series that I've played it. I think dates back to the the Game Boy Advance. I think is where the first one came from. The, you play as this little genie girl dressed up as a, a genie, scantily clad genie. And she's got long hair, and you uh, just y- your main attack is to whip your hair at enemies and you kill them that way. And she gets magical powers at some point, et cetera, et cetera. This seems to be uh, one of the more recent titles they've put on the 3DS, and they included 3D. Uh, imagery and graphics with it, which I normally really like in a platformer. I, I like when the the backgrounds and foregrounds separate very well in a, in a 3D platformer. Shovel Knight did it really well. Uh, there were some other uh, platformer games in 3DS that do it really well. But something I didn't expect, it's really kind of interesting. During the, the cutscenes, when the characters talk, sprites of them pop up well, not sprites, but uh, hand-drawn uh, pictures of them pop up on the screen. And those have also been translated into 3D to the effect of basically people's more rounded body parts stick out further <laughs> specifically. So boobs pop out and hips pop out all over the place on on the genies and, and the characters. Uh, what it reminds me of, and this is terrible, but what, what it reminds me of is a couple of years ago when Episode 1 came out in 3D, they did that awful uh, post-3D conversion on Episode 1. John and I saw that in the theater and it, so, nowadays, when they do a, a 3D post-conversion on a 2D movie, they they, they're, they just leave it at, okay, we'll pop people out into their different planes, and that's it. Uh, during this one, they actually tried to, like, kind of do 3D mapping on faces, like, on in close-up shots. Hmm. So, I remember one of the early shots, it was a, a close-up of Liam Neeson, and, like, the, his nose was, like, sticking out, but it wasn't right, and the, the forehead was kind of uh, textured Ooh. out, too, and it wasn't quite right, and it all just looked kind of weird, and that's what this reminds me of, because it's only, like, only the boobs pop out, and then only, like, only the, like the fat guy's stomach pops out. And it's, like, it, it, it's weird on the eyes, and I, I totally wasn't expecting it. So
1: I don't know that I can mentally picture anything you just said.
0: Uh, well, I will bring the 3DS over at some point and, <laughs> and show it to you, at least for the game. The uh, episode one in 3D I don't think is ever going to see a release outside of that one theatrical run. I think Disney burned whatever negatives were produced from that. Hopefully so. And rightfully so. <laughs> uh, and I think that ties me up for games. Oh, there were a couple of others. Uh, and it, I, I will take just a second. Since I mentioned these on the last FuchsiaCast, there were the uh, Amiibo freebie games that <sighs> Nintendo was putting out. And I, I mentioned these. I, I, they just came out, I, I guess, in the past week, past week and a half. And there, One of them, the, the one that's on the, the Wii U, uh, which is called, let me find the title, uh, Amiibo Tap Nintendo's Greatest Bits, that one's pure junk. It's basically, it, it just contains a whole bunch of NES and Super Nintendo ROMs, and when you tap an Amiibo, it unlocks a random game. Like just a, a ra- It's not specific to an Amiibo, you tap an Amiibo and it unlocks a random game that gets permanently assigned with that Amiibo. So every time you tap that same Amiibo, you get that same game again. And it says it unlocks "quote unquote" classic scenes from the game, which basically means it just drops you into like a level or a certain part, and then you get to play for like 180 seconds, and that's it, of, of that particular scene. And you'll get you'll get like seven to nine levels per game, and that's it. That's all that is, and it's it's kind of junk. Um, on the 3DS, uh, well, it's on the Wii U as well. Uh, there was Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge, which is way better. Uh, have you guys played the mini Mario games that came from the Mario vs. Donkey Kong series? Yeah. It's kind of like Lemmings. Uh, in this particular iteration, you only control one little, you know, lemming, more or less. And you just have to guide them through kind of a, a obstacle course to get them to the exit door. And they all have different powers and whatnot. And depending on which amiibo you tap, and the game says it just supports the Mario amiibos and uh, not really anything else... Uh, Depending on which one you tap, you get a little creature that has different special powers. Um, I don't have any of the standard Mario Amiibos. I've got the 30th uh, Anniversary Classic 8-Bit Mario, which counted. That got me (laughs) a a Mario Mini. And we've got the Yarn Yoshi, which counted and got us a a, a Yoshi Mini. So that was nice. Uh, But if you tap anything else that's non-Mario, you just get this generic character that doesn't really have any any powers. But it's at least... More of a game where they they have many levels for you to go through. Depending on which character you are, you can unlock special levels only that character can play. Um, It's not super meaty, but it's a nice freebie. It's not a selling point by any stretch of the imagination for Amiibos. For Amiibos. Yeah, but it's nice to have. If If you're getting Amiibos anyway, it's worth picking up. So
3: is the Nintendo's Greatest Bits, then, like the Nintendo Remix titles that came
0: out? No, the Remix titles, which I haven't played, but I've seen some people play, doing some Let's Plays on YouTube and whatnot, those are different where they, they throw a level at you and you either have to run through it real quick or they'll mix the level up. They'll, you have to run through it backwards. You have to do it as a different character. That's much more interactive. Like that's they, they're, they're at least putting a, a, a different spin on the established content and whatnot. This is literally, we're going to give you a, a timed uh, playing session of... The old game go you here you started at Super Mario Brothers level one one at the very beginning go for 200 seconds and that's it and then it and then it'll stop and say times up and then you can tap the Amiibo again and get a, a different level with it. you just play for a couple of minutes and then it's up gotcha so it's yeah the, uh, so I don't know what they were going for there. It would have been nicer if it had been like a, an NES remix type of title and you tap an Amiibo and that, let, that that affects whatever the stages you play. But it's totally not bad.
1: Nanners, what have you been playing?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, so, I played a game based on a movie based on a game. And I completely beat it. Um, I played what? the... What was it? The new Ratchet and Clank game. Oh. Which is... Is that... Wait, is that based on the movie? Yes. That just came yes. out? It's based on the movie, which the movie is based on the first game in the series.
0: Uh, so rather than just do like an HD re-release of the first game, they actually made a new game based on the movie based on the first yes. game?
3: And it's... What? It's <laughs> really good. Like apparently they should do that with all... No. I, I heard the movie is shit.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Um,
3: but the game was really good. I actually beat it... Sunday and I restarted it in a
0: new game plus plus. How long did it take you? I don't know. That seems like you you got through it quickly, but if there's a new game plus mode, yeah,
3: yeah. The the first game isn't very long in that series. um, but they did a pretty good job from what I can remember of fixing some of the flaws with the first game. Um, they updated you know, it, it uses the newer games. Uh, locomotion system and everything else, so it feels a lot more modern. And they actually redid all the levels. Um, it's probably the best-looking game on PS4. So nice. Yeah, I highly recommend
0: checking that out. Um, all right. Well, someday when I have a PS4 yeah. or 4K or whatever the refresh will be between 4K and five
1: mm-hmm. or all of the above.
3: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then. I played a little Vermintide with Kay. I played a little bit of Warframe with Deb. Um, I played a little bit more of Axiom Verge, but I think we've talked about that game a lot in the past. Uh, And then I played a little bit more of Enter the Gungeon, which... Oh, that's right. You you do own that. This is
1: like your game of the year contender right now, right?
3: Enter the Gungeon? Yeah. So, uh... It looks so good. It's really, really good. It is a roguelike bullet hell type game Um, you pick one of four different character classes and you go into this dungeon that is randomly generated you have to clear out a room of enemies to open the doors Uh, sometimes you will have loot drop in the room you'll find treasure chests with locked guns and depending on your class you'll always start with the same equipment but you might find better stuff along the way you may not Um, it has a very like binding of Isaac sort of gameplay feel to it but an aesthetic that i like a lot better it's not all dead babies in gore which i appreciate <laughs> um <laughs> didn't like that and the piles of poop or no, whatever it was everywhere not so much um, no. but it also has the same sort of thing where there's like random altars that you can find that'll have different effects there's random passive items that you will get that will have different effects um it's really really good
0: all the levels are procedurally generated
3: I think there are tile sets that it uses. I don't know for sure. Uh I've only probably done 10 runs so far. So I'm not very sure what a lot of that game looks like yet. Does that have multi? It does. So there's a problem with multi, which it Uh You can, as the second player, only play as the cultist, and your primary weapon is a nerf pistol. Oh. Um and then you can pick up other weapons, I think, but you can't pick up money and you can't buy stuff from the in-game shop.
0: It's super limited, yeah, so it's a very is is it couch only? Is that online too? I think it's both
3: online and couch. I'm not sure. Okay. I haven't looked at it much just because I saw sort of what the co-op offering was, and I was like, ah, eh, that's you know kind of lame. I I don't know how much I'd want to play that with anybody until they right. expand that. But yeah, that's pretty much been it for me. It's surprisingly light on games. I don't have like 30 this week.
0: Well, it has been short since our PAX cast. Yes,
3: that is true. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, if that's it for the games, let's jump over to news real quick. We did have a couple of interesting items from the past couple of days. Uh, The first one we put down was Nintendo's earnings report. Did you read through that or read people's reactions (laughs) and notes? Reactions were all negative, but I... The main bullet point seemed to be that the NX is coming out next March, mm-hmm. and I, it was it, it was a lot of rumor saying that it was going to come out the holiday season. So I I feel like everybody being like, oh, look, it got pushed back. I, it didn't get pushed back. It just didn't get announced for the holiday season like a lot of people thought it was, I, which kind of makes sense with everything that's going on with Nintendo, I well, guess. I think
3: it makes sense, too, when you figure that Sony is going to put out their PlayStation, whatever the fuck you want to call it, at some point this year. <laughs> And then the PlayStation VR is coming out this fall. So Mm. you want people to not necessarily be considering, like, oh, I could get this upgraded PlayStation, they'll play all my PlayStation games. You want to have that a few months out from, like, oh, here's this big new release, it's all by itself, there's nothing else around it.
0: A lot of people also uh, speculated that it was, that's after the end of the fiscal year, I guess in March. I think it's the day it ends, yeah, something like that. So that kind of, yeah. I guess, helps with their their overall reporting and, and so forth. Uh, along with it coming out in March, the new Zelda game is also going to come out in March. And it's, again, going to be the Twilight Princess situation yep. where it comes out for the current gen systems. New... Yeah, it's going to come out for the Wii U and it's going to come out for the NX uh, at the same time. Um, something interesting about that I, I just thought of a few minutes ago. If it's able to come out for both systems like that. See, when Twilight Princess came out for the GameCube and the uh, the, the Wii, Wii uh, all they did for the Wii versions, they they introduced the motion controls. They they didn't allow you to use a controller, but it was able the the control screen was able to translate between a controller and the motion controls. If it's going to come out on the Wii U and the NX, if the NX isn't coming with a tablet controller, then that tablet controller is not going to get a whole lot of use, I guess, on the Wii U version. So I, I'm just I'm wondering what the the hook is going to be what the gimmick is going to be. They're clearly not going the Star Fox Zero route of being like, here every every feature of the tablet has to be used, uh, which is why everybody hates that game, from what I hear. So, just an interesting thought. But aside from that, then also they apparently announced that they're coming up with some sort of uh, advisory board and order of executive officers or something, which they put uh, the UK and American uh, Nintendo presidents all the way at the bottom of. So it was kind of funny yeah that was
3: kind of weird but i i just got done reading the book console wars and oh. cons- how was it th- you should definitely read it it was really interesting yeah. um i think at some points the author seems like he may be like kind of blowing smoke like overinflating some people but it hmm. gives you a really interesting perspective into how nintendo and sega were both run and and how their Japanese and American offices kind of got along. Mm -hmm. So coloring it with that, it kind of makes sense. I assume, like, all the highest-ranking officers are probably in Japan, right? Yeah. 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 So a decade later, not that much. Two decades later, maybe? God.
0: Fuck rolled. (laughs) Uh, I did see some commentary out there just on how this sort of delivery of the information was very uh for lack of a better phrase not fun it was a very like bland like here's our earnings report and then here are a bunch of bullet points about the way things are going to be run et cetera. and people are like this is stark contrast to the nintendo directs we had been getting over the past couple of years where they come out and they do some fun stuff and they go okay here's the direction we're going with something and I, you know I, it, yeah it, it's hard to say um i don't know if that's
3: just maybe that's their new direction now or if it's just they're not ready to talk about it publicly so like they they have to give this this information to investors so they pop it out there in this format and then at e3 you know which i don't know if you know if you mentioned that already but they're not gonna be at e3 with the nx just with zelda
0: no just with zelda not only just with zelda just zelda no other games either so no nx no other games just as Zelda. Yeah, this is an odd move. It's like
3: super I, weird. Yeah. It feels like a move a
0: publisher makes,
1: rather than a console.
0: Yeah, rather than well, a hardware it seems manufacturer.
1: Hard, yeah, hardware.
0: Sorry, I'm starting to get the impression that they they didn't have a clear direction with the NX, and it's it's sort of showing through at this point, and they might be trying to throw I guess, anything re-strategize. at it. Strategize, yeah. Sort of
1: like, eh, maybe this will
0: work. Maybe buy it some time too. Okay, uh, and speaking of uh, PlayStation VR, which you mentioned, I was going to ask, do you think it's it's going to make that big of a splash when it comes out uh, in the fall? And then that leads me actually into our other bit of news, which was Oculus and their push to send units to retail while they're still while they still haven't fulfilled all of the pre-orders for the backers yeah. and whatnot. So, what?
3: I will say a few things about that. Um, so one of my friends was a pretty early Kickstarter backer. He actually supposedly got his delivered today. He wasn't supposed to get it till okay. July or August originally. So I don't know if stuff is going out to backers earlier than expected. So I I would like to know like what the percentage of units actually getting out there is. I I right. can also see why they're doing this because like has anyone here used any of the newer Oculus hardware or any of the Oculus hardware no. at all?
0: I, I never got anywhere near it, even at the uh, the show, the the paxes and the shows we went to. I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interest and uh, clearly, but yeah, I, I never got anywhere near it.
1: Yeah, and and even if I wanted to buy it, uh, I have a six month waiting period or whatever bullshit that is. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So they are now giving. People the ability to try it out in stores, and they're going to have a very limited number in stores. So if you get there, you can walk away with it.
0: Yeah, but uh, the big downside of that being that there are all these people that already paid mm-hmm. for it and they're not getting it. Uh, although I, I did read an interesting uh, bit that said that if somebody who had a pre order managed to get to retail and buy one there, all of their pre order bonuses would still be honored they they just you know they, they report that they bought it at retail and then they 'd receive the whatever the games were they were supposed to get and, and whatever else but it 's it 's just not yeah uh, i don 't know it's it 's not building good a good relationship with the the people that backed you and uh, I understand what, why they 're doing it also I, I think probably part of it is uh, they probably had a uh, a deal with Best Buy and Amazon and the retail outlets ahead of time say, promising, all right, we're going to get you some stock by this particular point in time, and letting that slip probably would have been a lot worse for them than not delivering to the backers. Um, yeah. But it's still not yeah. great. Well, you got to
3: remember for the backers, too, Like the thing they ordered was the DK1, and they got that years ago. The, oh. the actual uh, CB1... CV1, CR1, what the, whatever the fuck it's called. My brain is shot. Uh, the, the actual production release of Oculus for them was just a nice bonus that they tossed at them, which a very expensive nice bonus.
0: Sure. Okay, that, that part I, I didn't right. realize. But, but, I mean, as right. far as
3: pre-orders go, though, like, people were still ordering. The thing is, when you checked out, it told you, like, hey, you won't get this till July. So mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know how I feel about them selling it at stores then because it's like, well, they promised you July and you're probably going to get it in July. It's not like they're physically taking yours and sending it to a Best Buy, so you're, you know, you're not going to get it till August now.
0: That seemed to be people's knee-jerk reaction. They thought, oh, they took all this stock that should be going to the, the pre-orders, and they just said, oh, nope, let's just send it yeah. to the Best Buy instead. Well, the physical stuff. I, I, I right. want
3: to say the articles also mentioned... Um, it's like forty eight best buys nationwide are getting them it 's not even every best buy
0: uh it's a pretty small fraction yeah,
3: like it's super super tiny
1: one per state basically not even yeah, not know.
3: even yeah forty eight best buy locations
0: well, you always leave out Hawaii <laughs> always <laughs> uh last but not least, what is this warhammer forty thousand dawn of War three thing that you you dropped in here
3: um so a bunch of us uh brady john and me at least and a uh, friend of the site brian all played the shit out of donna of war one um which it is a rts it had base building it had army building it had control point capture we played a lot a lot a lot of that game in high school and college um
0: I, I feel like I played one of these with you guys at a LAN party a few years that ago. That is
3: highly possible. We had whole land yeah. parties where that is all we played. Um,
0: yeah, that, that came out and I got stomped because I had no idea what was <laughs> going on and you guys were very good. Yeah.
3: Brian had like custom um, symbols that he made, I had custom symbols that I made, so we were like importing he our went. own armor.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh,
3: and then when the sequel came out, me and John played some of it co-op, because um, it Actually had a co-op RTS mode, which was kind of interesting. Um, and then I played through the whole campaign. I think Brian beat the game multiple times. Um, I know Brady spoke very highly of it. So this is now the third game in the installment. It's made by Relic, They're the people that make um, uh, Company <laughs> of Heroes. Oh, okay. so they have a long line of making good games, and
0: how? How does it look, like, comparatively so
3: far? Right now, it's just a single trailer. So, Ah. I mean, that trailer looks real good. Like, it looks (laughs) great, but it's all just, like, pre-rendered type stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: that's how they all start. But I guess if they make sure they include the gameplay hooks from the the past couple of entries, you you should be good to go. Uh, As long as it doesn't end up like Battlefront, where they drop... Half the gameplay <laughs> options. Right before you should launch. be fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, All right.
1: And on that note, now that we're sad.
0: <laughs> now that we're sad, we always well, like to end sad. Yeah. Uh, all right. Find us online at bottledfuchsia dot com. Streams at Twitch TV slash Videos and archive streams at YouTube dot com slash fuchsia, And we are on Facebook and Twitter at bottledfuchsia. And we'll see you in two weeks. Woo!